out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. A while ago I was chatting with my friend Marva, the host of the awesome podcast Talking Orangutans, when he asked how I feel about being interviewed for Meet Me in the Field. Knowing Marva, I knew it would be interesting and intense. Always up for a challenge? I agreed though. As always, Marva did not disappoint. I love the way his mind works and always enjoy our dark and sick sense of humor when we get together. Be warned, this podcast may offend the sensitive listener. Marva always asked probing and boundary-pushing questions and again proved the saying that there are more questions than answers. Please go check out his Talking Orangutan podcast for example of how he tackles issues like racism and mental health without blinking an eye or skipping a beat. Also keep your eyes and ears open for the launch of our combined podcast, Orangutans in the Field. We talk about life issues and the effect they have on how we think and feel loosely related to mental health in general. This podcast is supported by the first layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There is also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life for Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage. It costs 300 rand without postage. Order from me in my shop at www.freddyshop.co.za www.freddyshop.co.za This is the result of me being interviewed by Marva. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Good morning, Marva. How are you doing? I'm really good and you, Freddy? I'm well, thank you very much. No, 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 no complaints. How do you feel about being interviewed today rather than being the interviewer? (laughs) To be completely honest, I am actually slightly nervous because you're not a normal interviewer. You ask very intense, very deep questions, and I'm afraid that I'm going to disappoint my listeners. (laughs) It's far easier being the interviewer than being the interviewee. So for the guests who are wondering what's happening today, Marva has his own podcast called Talking Orangutans, and he has decided that it's time for him to be the interviewer on Meet Me in the Field and for me to be the guest. So um, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Awesome. And uh, I think uh, I'll just a little bit take over from here. But um, the idea of today's podcast is just to make Freddie the center of attention because as a podcaster, your job is generally to get as much information as possible from the person that you're talking with. And a lot of times, I think as a podcaster, you would have uh, thoughts and feelings and opinions, but there's no, uh, it's not really the forum to always share it. So today's podcast is Freddie. So uh, Freddie... Let's just start off with the most important one is why did you start Meet Me in the Field? Because Yaku said Because my husband demanded it. 
Matter of, um, that's actually slightly true. I didn't really know what podcasts were or are until I met Yaku, and he is an avid podcast follower. And when I got retrenched, he said to me, well, now you've got time to actually start your own podcast. And I said, okay, so why would I want to do that? What shall I talk about? And then in conversation, it, it dawned on us that I'm actually quite intrigued by people's sense of spirituality and how they get there and what their life journeys contribute towards their sense of spirituality. And then it just dawned on me that that's what I'm going to call the podcast or that's what I'm going to do the podcast about. And that is how, how Meet Me in the Field happened. And uh, how many episodes have you released up until now? I think this Thursday was episode 136. Gee whiz. And, um, okay, so how many times over this 136 episodes have you thought, fuck this shit, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's way too much effort. It's so difficult. I don't know if I should continue. I should stop. Tell me about the journey of getting to 136 episodes. I think, to answer your, your initial questions, how many, I think possibly about two or three times did I decide, you know, I actually don't know if this is worth it. And the reason why I asked myself that question was, number one, because I struggled to get guests, people who would be willing to talk to me. That is quite disconcerting when when people it sounds so weird to say when people aren't willing to 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 be a guest on meet me in the field but it feels it feels quite weird when i ask somebody and they say no for whatever the reason might be and i have to be careful to not judge them and that's got better that's got a lot better than in the beginning I now accept no as a personal choice, as a personal decision, as a right that people have to say no, and that's completely okay. But in the beginning, I struggled with that. It was, it was as if I was personally rejected, like inviting somebody for a cup of tea and they say, no, I don't want to have tea with you. <laughs> Why not? I'm <laughs> Am I allowed to make some of my uh, specialized jokes on your podcast, or should we avoid that? <laughs> you are absolutely free to make your specialized jokes. <laughs> so it's it's almost like when you say to ask people, can I put my finger up your bum, and then they say no, then you feel offended. But nowadays <laughs> you don't. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, so, so something Why like that. Think that is? So, so before you continue on that, two questions that come up for me. Why do you think people don't want to talk about themselves just generally? Sometimes they don't want to talk about themselves on air. And why do you think that you feel more comfortable being rejected in a way where they don't want to come onto your podcast? Okay. I think in my case, because I talk to people about their spiritual journeys, some people feel they don't have a journey to share. So that's one reason why people say no. But I disagree. But it's not my place to tell people that I don't agree with you. 
So I let it be. I believe everybody has a story. And if I ask you to be a guest on my podcast, then I'm asking you because I have seen something in you that 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 I think is a story worth telling. And I think that's why I I I felt in the beginning I felt quite rejected. That you've got a story to tell. You you've got a contribution to make to society by telling the story, and you you prefer not to. Then I even had people saying that they don't like their own voices. That's why they don't want mm-hmm. to want to be 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 part of this um, which is um, say, which is uh, that is funny for me because it's like we're having a conversation you're not listening to yourself unless you press yeah. play on the podcast that i release so just don't press play on the podcast that we've released just be part of the conversation oh. i always found that one a little bit funny but also is there's some form of scientific reason why we don't like hearing our own voices. It's just normal for us not to like our own voices when we listen to them. I don't know about you, but I don't have a problem with my voice when I listen to it. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that's my ego, or maybe I just got used to it. <laughs> Frankie, I love my voice. That's part of why I, I, I can listen to my own voice. When I'm lonely, I, I listen to, to repeat episodes of me in the field. <laughs> And you only fast forward to the part where you talk and skip the part where the other people talk. It's <laughs> boring. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, Listen, and, and I why think, um, I feel less, less stressed these days about it is, I think, I think it, it's all part of it's all part of my journey, and my journey is that I've come to accept that meeting in the field is my hobby, and. I am asking people to participate in my hobby, to give their time, their energy, their part of their personal lives up to entertain me. And I have a lot more respect for their choice these days. And I think also because I've grown as a person is I don't take it personally anymore. It is really, it's really okay. Yeah. And you know what? I think um, I've come to understand narcissism in the sense of, I don't think we're narcissistic, but I think we have a healthy self-conscious or self-confidence and self-worth. And I think, but I've also come aware that I am slightly narcissistic, you know, in the sense of I'm very comfortable to share my feelings and thoughts. And, you know, for me, it's a little bit like if I'm center of attention, sometimes I'm quite happy with it. And I respect people that are completely the opposite. We're like, you know what? The less light there is on me, actually, the happier I am. And you know, I'm super successful with my life and I don't need to tell anyone why I'm super successful and why I'm so spiritual. It's just a very internal process. And sometimes yeah. it makes me feel like I like the people even more when they reject the invitation to tell the world their secrets. Uh, it makes them a little bit more special in that regard because yeah. that's different from me. So it's a, it's an absolutely fascinating journey. If you think of any podcast that stands out, in recent memory, and I, th- I think this is always such a difficult question. It's a bit like uh, when you sit in a job. That, yeah. it's, it's like when you sit in a job interview and they're like, okay, 
what uh, what's the biggest challenge you've ever faced in your career and how did you deal with that or you know and it's like but then once you start getting going it's like oh yeah i remember this i remember that is there any like podcast guests maybe that um, surprised you where you thought they're going to be quiet and then they start talking a lot or vice versa where you think that there's people that they're going to be super chatty and then for some reason it's just like super quiet There's one guy that I thought of as quite quiet as a person, and I called him the box of chocolates. That was the episode of 20 March 2012. On my phone, I've got the podcast open. So what was interesting about him was that I always thought of him as quite quiet and insecure, and then I invited him to take part in the recovery festival. And the day that he did his talk at the recovery festival, I looked at this guy and I thought, what the hell is his problem? He's talking to a group of people. He's confident. He's secure. He is well-spoken. He's giving a beautiful presentation. And that's when I decided to ask him to become a guest on Meet Me in the Field because I never did because I thought he would would kind of freak out. And then coming on Meet Me in the Field, again, he was just – he was just absolutely amazing. He was so not the way he presents himself in normal life. And I think that's why I gave him the, the, the name of Box of Chocolates, because he was just such a surprise. So that, that was really a, a lovely new perspective on someone. Let me quickly think of somebody that I thought would talk a lot and then was possibly a little bit quieter can i think of somebody there how many people you've got let's say well let's just round it off like you've got 140 episodes out of the 140 episodes how many people did you meet literally on the same day on this like on the same conversation that's like and now suddenly you go live into the podcast well possibly a third no, maybe less, maybe about 20-25% people that I've met on Twitter, for instance, that met on email, met on Facebook, those type of things, people that I've just never met in my life, and then the day that I meet them is the day that we do the podcast interview. <laughs> and, and, how, and, and what's your experience with that? And uh, Because that one freaked me out initially in the sense of, I always want to have a, like a coffee or a, like a chat with someone prior to coming onto the podcast so that I can figure out uh, how I want to go about the, uh, the podcast. And it happened a few times where I got people on like almost like cold turkey, like just fucking let's, let's do this. Like, hello, yeah. nice to meet you. Okay, please tell me everything about your life. And it was like, geez, this, this feels a bit like I'm a prostitute where I'm like, I don't <laughs> even know you. And now I get to like... <laughs> <laughs> I want what's to write your, your psyche. <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> what's your experience with interviewing people that you don't know and trying to pick up on their cues and you know where they're comfortable to go and you know taking the risk of asking some of the questions? What's your experience with that? I, something that I really enjoy is the spontaneity of my conversations. I go into a conversation with no questions. I don't have a list of anything I want to discuss in front of me 
So I really like the conversation to go where it where it's supposed to go to get the information that I feel needs to needs to come out. So for me to talk to somebody that I don't know for the first time ever on air is exactly that. While we, I know people, I know them quite well, I always feel as if the, the past knowledge could possibly cloud the spontaneity of the conversation. So I also don't like to have coffee with somebody before the time. And I also don't necessarily want to have a long conversation with you before we press record. Because then when, when, when we get to that part of the information, I feel less spontaneous about it. How many times have you had amazing conversations and you didn't record yet? <laughs> you won't believe it. It only happened once. It was with a lady in London, Catherine. And we were having this wonderful conversation and we had a bad signal. And we lost the signal and we reconnected and then we had this fabulous conversation. And she really, really opened up about personal things. And afterwards, I realized, oh, Philip, I forgot to press record when we reconnected. <laughs> so I had to call and say, can't we need to do this again? And then what I normally do is I, I give it actually a few, a few weeks to a few months so that we can forget what we discussed previously and have, again, a more spontaneous conversation. And, um, like, is that horrifying? Like, zero to ten, how cringeworthy is it when you realize, fuck, I didn't press record? <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. <laughs> 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 I, I can't see that scale starting at zero. <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever for <laughs> I can be quite harsh with myself. So, um, yeah, it, it's really, really uncomfortable. It also happened the, once where I, where I actually, f I fucked up the import of the conversation from my laptop where I recorded on Audacity into my, my desktop where I do the editing. I don't know what I did, but it just came out all wobbled. So I had to also call the guy, and that was Matthew. And I had to say, say to him, listen, I'm really sorry, but this, this, got, this got warped. And also a few months later, we, we met. And the conversation was completely different, completely different. Because I didn't try and push the conversation in a direction, the conversation we went where it had to go. So it was actually quite nice. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, um, uh, like when I meet people for coffee, as soon as they start telling me something interesting, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Don't tell me anything more. And then I'll have like notes where I'm like, okay, cool. I, I'm supposed to like ask them about this because um, it's it's cool to have a conversation. But sometimes if you have a follow-up conversation, you can go a little bit deeper. Like I remember when I sat down on your podcast, we sat down and we were just talking cuck and then a few times you were like, shit, we should have actually had that on the podcast. And then we were talking and you're like, shit, we should actually have had that, that on the podcast. Has <laughs> that happened many times where you sit and talk cuck with people and you're like, geez, the cuck talking part was like actually what I wanted on the podcast. And then yeah. you record it's like, shit, there was such a gems that we missed out on. Uh, very, very true. That does happen. Also, with people that I know, I, I normally have a kind of catch-up chat, kind of how you're doing and how's your mom and how's the business and bada, bada, bada. And a lot of times when we get to the actual recording, I realized, oh, wow, that actually should have fitted nice into the recording. But to go there now, again, doesn't feel 
authentic. It feels it feels staged. And the whole thing of Meet Me in the Field is, for me, it's about our authentic selves. So I don't want to bring something staged to the party. I want to ask you a little bit more about your idea regarding Meet Me in the Field. So one, how did you get, where does the name come from? Your introduction that you do every week, where did the idea come from doing this introduction? Where did the idea come from editing the podcast where you just, uh, maybe you'll, you'll take an hour conversation, but you'll maybe make it a 45-minute thing. How did you decide on the equipment that you're going to use? And how did you decide on the regularity of which you release podcast episodes? Tell me about your thinking, how you came about with all of those type of things. See, that is why I didn't want you to ask the questions. Julia, <laughs> 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 you had asked five questions in one. <laughs> how am I supposed to remember five things that you asked in a row? Okay. <laughs> I hope you've got them written down so that you can remind me of what you've asked. Don't worry. I've got them written I think, down here. I think the first one was the name, if I remember correctly. So, exactly. Name, equipment, regularity. When I agreed to do the podcast, I think Jaco was a lot more excited than I was. I think in, in a way, my getting a podcast was doing his dream. <laughs> he would have loved to have had that the time and the energy and the whatever to do a podcast, which he, which he just doesn't have. So, um, so he was very excited. And we both sat down and we wrote a crap load of names on a list. And then we got together and loaded them on a list together. And then we sat with it with the lists. And you know, you know, Yaku. So he doesn't go softly when he doesn't agree with something. Oh, no, that's awful. Oh, no. Oh, God, how can we think of that? Yeah. <laughs> so, Yaku is the, let me just say about Yaku. He is the he is the nicest, harshest critic, if I can say that. Like he's so truthful, it's so blunt, it's so like if it was anyone else, I would probably feel like elbowing or punching them. But when it comes from Yaku, it's this like harmless, harsh critique, and I somehow love it. It's like uh, he has a way he has a way about him. It took me a while to get used to it. <laughs> As, as in at least one cry with my sponsor on the phone. <laughs> anyway, um, so and then through a process of, of discussing and and feeling into it, and even up to a point where, with the name, I we, we eventually agreed together on Meet Me in the Field. And, I, I, and I'm still very happy with the name. As for intro music... That was a complete different different thing. Is again, we both went on to, to sites where you can download free music, and we each arrived with with a few options, and we listened to that. And Yaku did not like my choice at all, and I just kind of you know what you brought to the party is okay, but this is the one I like the most. This is the one I want to use, and frankly, it's my podcast. This is what I'm going to do. And it took him a year to a year and a half before he, uh, he admitted to me he must say that he thinks that music works very well, far better than he ever thought it would work. So, yeah, Freddie one, Yaku zero. <laughs> <laughs> Regularity. I, I'm actually not quite sure. 
I think I think the initial idea in my head was to have shorter conversations, which meant that weekly conversations would not be too demanding on my time and my energy levels. And when when Jaquin and I discussed my talking to people for 20 minutes to 30 minutes, he laughed and he said, that's not going to work. You're not, you're not going to be able to do that. And I was adamant that I would. So Jaco won that one because in the beginning, the episodes were, were longer. And it's only recently where I really tried to keep the conversation shorter. And I think as, as I get more confident in my interviewing skills and in what we need to know or, or what I think my listeners want to hear, I become more, is the right word, adept at steering the conversation where it needs to go. Where previously I, I really allowed the, people, the, the, the conversation to, to, to very much flow and then I kind of really lost track of, a, of the conversation. So there was a lot of, of non-essential stuff in the conversations, which made the conversations very, very long, which takes a long time to edit, you know that, and to load up and to all those type of things. So um, I prefer the episodes, the more recent episodes. Before I started with a section of combined episodes that I've been running, the series of which the fourth one came out last Thursday and the last one will come out next Thursday. But before that, it was between 30 minutes and 45 minutes. So that is more manageable again for a weekly podcast. Have you been releasing a weekly podcast every week, basically, for almost uh, three years now? Yes. There's been some, I call them break times, where you'll see if you go onto the website, there, there are break times. That's, for instance, when we went on holiday and I decided not to put a podcast out or when I had technical problems or honestly, at some stages, I was just, I wasn't emotionally okay to record and put out for a while, so I didn't. Sorry, Marva, and again, I'm getting more, I'm getting better at, at deciding, you know, it, it's actually okay to take a break. It's actually, if I'm, if I'm not emotionally there to, to do it, then, then I'm going to, to self-care and I'm not going to force myself. It's okay to take a break every now and then. Yeah, and um, at which point did you feel like, okay, I'm a podcaster? You know, at some point, it's a hobby. It's something new that you begin, and you're, like, quite excited. It's a little bit like dating. It's like you you date uh, uh, someone, and then at some point, you're like, oh, fuck, this is becoming, like, quite serious, you know? And uh, I think we we're going to be exclusive now. And no. I think there's maybe a similarity with the podcast. So at which roundabout, which episode number were you like, geez, I'm actually a podcaster now? <laughs> I actually don't think of myself as a podcaster. I, <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's I think it's because it's a hobby. So I think if you make wine in your second bathroom as a hobby, I, I'm not sure you'll call yourself a winemaker. So, um, so no, I, I don't really think of myself as a podcaster. It's just I talk to people for fun and I put it out in a podcast format because that's just the format that life is giving me. But 
No, I, I don't really think of myself as a podcaster. So, which brings the question, so just if you could clarify, why do you, so why do you do this podcast? Because I think a lot of people start a podcast with, they want to be like Joe Rogan, they want to be uh, like Sam Harris, they want to be like Russell Brand, and, you know, or once you, it's like, I don't actually have that, but, you know, if it turns out to be that, then let's go for it. But uh, it's a little bit like, um, I regularly find myself in a position of, why do I do this? Yeah. Um, because, and, and you've helped me a lot with this over the years to gain perspective on why am I actually doing it. So, how do you gauge success with your podcast? Is it uh, through great interviews? Is it through viewers? How often do you watch uh, or go look at uh, how many listeners do you have? Uh, sometimes do you have expectations on like, Jesus, I thought this episode would get like a thousand listeners or a hundred and then it's got like three and what's the feeling yeah. behind that? So you know, um, tell me about that. The main reason is... I find people really interesting. Also with what I do for a living is people often say to me, but you must love people. And honestly, I don't love people. I find them fascinating. I think people can be really, really nasty pieces of shit. I, I think all of us are inherently good. But in my spare time, I, I, I prefer not to spend too much time to look for that good. So the reason why I talk to people is because I find it really, I find people really interesting. And what I've learned through meeting in the field is that everybody has a story. And I want to hear that story. And if I can bring that story to, to other people, and that story can give someone else any form of perspective in their own lives, even if it's, it's just that, well, my life isn't that bad, or or I listen to this and I, I find a sense of compassion for somebody whom I've never felt compassion for or, or somebody in a situation that I've never felt compassion for. If I can bring up some form of emotion, some form of connection, I, I think mostly probably a connection. If I can make the listener feel connected to the client in some way, then, then, then I'm very happy. And for me, this podcast is about connection. I'm connecting with people and I'm connecting myself and this guest to a group of other people out there and i really like it when i hear weird people saying oh i listened i, I listened to your podcast and i said oh my god oh whoa, whoa this person listens to my podcast and that's the connection that that's that the degree of separation and then i find it really interesting so that's why i put it out there is i just like connecting connecting people and i'm also good at networking I like networking and, and nearly in a way this podcast is a form of networking. For instance, a friend of mine got a job this week to manage a crystal shop, a shop selling crystals. And I interviewed somebody a while ago that is a crystal healer. So obviously I'm going to send her this podcast to listen to. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> and and I find I find That's that so nice. Cool. The, the, the fact that I've got this this archive of, of amazing information that can just let you help you on your journey or whatever. So that that's why I do it. And I, I, I invariably end the podcast recording feeling I can nearly say hi. Feeling inspired, feeling feeling a sense of energy through my body. 
so that conversations lift my vibrational energy. And I really enjoy doing that. I completely agree with you. I think that's the only reason why I continue with my podcast is because um, it makes me feel connected with people in a yeah. in an interesting way. It stimulates me in a certain way. It's almost like, listen, I don't go to rave parties, but like if that's your cup of tea, like you've you've got to go to a rave party to experience a rave party, and it's a little bit like to to be stimulated uh, on a spiritual level. You've got to have certain conversations with people, and my podcast helps me to be stimulated on a certain mental, emotional and spiritual level and uh, that's why I continue and something that I've realized recently is that a lot of times the person that gets the most out of the podcast is the person being interviewed just because I think that people are not, we live in a very weird time where we don't have that many conversations and uh, it's a little bit like um, in the old days, you used to have photo albums and you used to know every single photo in the photo album. Now we have too many photos from smartphones and you actually never look at any of the photos that you've taken over the years. Yeah. And it's a little bit with our experiences with social media. Nobody asks you anymore very deeply about certain experiences yes. that you've had. And I think that people that I've that sat on my podcast they finished the podcast and you're like, and they were like, dude, you know, like, thank you so much. It was so nice for me to talk about that experience in that capacity, in that way. And it's actually helped me to gain a bit of a different perspective. And a, a lot of times the people that were actually interviewed, they almost gained the most out of it. And then I thought to myself, well, even if that is the only thing that I do with my podcast, where I make someone feel really good about their life experiences, that's reason enough to continue. Yeah. I get the same as well. Invariably, people end with, wow, I I haven't thought about this for a long time, or I haven't thought about it in this way for a while, or, or at all. So I had a good time ch chatting to them, and I gave people a complete new knowledge about themselves or about their perspective. And what I really enjoy about the podcast as well is how, how I, I speak to friends, and I suddenly realize that, Oh my God, I never knew this about you. <laughs> How weird is that? You could be friends with somebody for 20 years and within a 45-minute podcast, two or three pieces of information come out that you've just never, never got to, to discuss over this 20 years. It is so interesting. And then the people say that, um, you know, I don't like listening to my own voice, but, and, and then a week later, they'll be like, I actually listened to the podcast and I really enjoyed it. And it was yeah. such a weird experience. And I, and I was, so, and so it's so cool that uh, uh, people gain a different perspective by going onto podcasts. And the, the other yeah. question I ask you is, have you ever looked at your viewers or listeners and felt oh. bummed out by the lack thereof? And how do you cope with the disappointment? Well, let's start with Anchor, Anchor FM. <laughs> According to Anchor FM, I have one regular listener. <laughs> so Anchor FM, if you listen, that's not true. <laughs> I don't know how you managed to get that. <laughs> but the one thing that I like about my podcast, Marva, is that because my podcast is loaded onto my website and people access the podcast from the website, even if you access the podcast from any other podcast platform, that platform comes to fetch the podcast on my website. And I can't 
pull stats from our website. I don't know how to do it. So every now and then I ask Yaku to go and pull stats for me from our website. So 99.9% of the time I'm completely oblivious to, to how many listeners I have, how many times a podcast has been downloaded, listened to, and all those type of things. And when I do get the stats, I don't know how I feel about it, to be completely honest with you. What I find fascinating about it, though, is which podcasts people decide to listen to. Now, remember, something that you and I forget is we we interviewed somebody, so we either felt really inspired by the podcast or we felt it didn't go that well. Then we edit the podcast and we, we, we either um, enhance that, that view or we change our view on the podcast. Then it gets loaded. But our listeners don't, when they click on listen, listen, they have no idea what they're letting themselves in for. Well, you and I know. So when, you, when we look at the stats, we thought, wow, we felt inspired by, by this podcast. And we only have five views or five listeners on this. And, and we feel bombed, bombed about it. But it's, it's, it's such a personal thing to know what we got out of a story or, or not. And the fact that I felt something inspirational or exciting doesn't mean that somebody else will. What I find interesting is how I can see from, from what I call the episode that it gets more listeners. For instance, I have one episode called The Cat Lady. And that episode gets listened to so often. It's one of my first first recordings. Why? Because people like cats. As easy as that. And it, 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 it's, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful episode. And it's, it's with one of my, my best friends. And that's interesting because, so because it was with one of my best friends, the chances that I would feel in, exceptionally inspired, the fact that I will feel immensely inspired afterwards is, is limited because I know this person. I know this person very, very well. So, yet, it gets listened to very, very often. Another episode that really gets listened to very often is the Mia Ninja, Mia. And again, I think it's because it's an interesting name, the Nia Ninja. What is Nia? And people kind of in their heads have a picture of what a ninja is. So what the hell is a Nia Ninja? So I think it, it, just, it just makes people wonder what it is. So they click on it. What I find interesting is um, statistics, and statistics are amazing, and statistics are soul-crushing. So, you know, it, we've got Anchor, and then it divides it into all the different platforms. So mine is different in the sense that my RSS feed is Anchor, and then every, everything, all the, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, everything goes via Anchor. So I think yeah. my statistics are relatively accurate from from that and it's fascinating to see once you break it down which countries are listening it's absolutely terrifying to see how anchor reads all the ip addresses so it literally tells you the fucking town and the suburb oh, and, and it's it's so freaky and then some days it's amazing to see certain statistics and then other days it's it's horrifying to see like 
I release this podcast and I'm like, this will be life changing if people listen to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, and then you see like after like uh, two weeks, it's like two lessons, three yeah. lessons. And the other thing with like YouTube, for example, is one, you've got views, but then you have uh, very detailed statistics on average listening time or view time. Then you can have that for all your episodes. You can have that uh, per episode. So I've got one episode on uh, YouTube that's got over 700 views, but the average viewing time is like two minutes per person. You know, oh, so man. again, it's so it's a little. And then you'll have a video that is maybe it's only been viewed a hundred times, but the average uh, viewer. Uh, the viewing is let's say 30 or 40 minutes so mm-hmm. again the statistics can be very misleading and there's different way and it's again like let's say you have an episode with 10 views but it's changed all 10 people's lives and then yeah. you have an episode with 700 views but it's changed nobody's life so it's again like there's so many exactly. different ways to look at this like um yeah. what what can you say what is your average? Do you think or do you know what is your average listen? Because you don't have a, a, a visual podcast; it's an yeah. audio podcast. Do you know roughly what is your average listener per episode? Uh, I've got no idea. I've okay. got no idea. But maybe one decision that I've taken very early in the podcast so that I'm not going to let me be guided by stats. It's my hobby, and I enjoy doing it. And if p- other people enjoy listening to it, that's cool. If not, then then that's also cool. It stays my hobby. And that's why I love uh, talking to you regularly because I am a little bit on the not the opposite spectrum, but I think I sometimes get influenced by the statistics. But I think it's yeah. just because the platforms that I'm on, I know that the statistics are very accurate. And yeah. like when you log into Anchor, that's the first thing that gets thrown at you, and you're like, "Fuck you, Anchor!" Or like the first thing that you do <laughs> when you go on YouTube, it gives you statistics. So it's yeah. a bit, it's hard to move away from that. But then every now and again, you have this gem from the universe where somebody contacts you, and they're like, "Listen, because of your podcast, I started seeing a psychologist," or because of your podcast, exactly. I started doing exercise or and then you're like yeah. geez well if you know if stuff like this happens maybe i should continue yeah i mean i got two clients because of your podcast how crazy is that <laughs> exactly so, <laughs> so amazing but i think one do you think regular podcasters or, or big podcasters when they have like an a a, a, an episode that truly inspired them. I, I reckon what they do, they possibly get their marketing teams to market this podcast out there. So you and I don't have a marketing budget. We, we don't have money to throw at our podcasts. So we can't kind of listen to this thing and think, you know, the whole world should listen to this episode and then launch this marketing campaign to, to get this podcast out there. We just have to truly trust the universe that, that the message will get out there. <laughs> No, exactly. And it's, uh, I find it interesting because like I, I listened to a Joe Rogan uh, segment yesterday and he's like, I've never marketed anything in my podcast. It's been word of mouth, but he entered the podcast market with an already established celebrity name and a very specific, uh, and, and, and his friends and clientele or like he's into the people who he was interviewing were also on a very you know, famous level. And um, then it takes, it gets traction a lot faster, yeah. and especially 
the whole thing is, I don't know if you've had it, but you get somebody on your podcast and then you ask them to share it on their social media and they don't. And it's like, dude, you have like 20,000 followers. Like, exactly. <laughs> help me. Yeah. So I think, um, I think a lot of times I, it's fascinating, man. And I think it's, um, what I find weird is, um, is this whole thing of how long should a podcast be? Because, yeah. You know, if you if you really want to understand something, I believe you should talk about something for an hour and a half to two and a half hours. And I think, you know, just taking snippets, I don't know, but maybe the way we're learning is different. What's your opinion about uh, the ideal length? Do you think the way that you're doing it's the ideal length or do you think it's the ideal length for your podcast and for your personality? I truly think that is that is such an individual thing. Um, my feeling is that I try to keep my podcast relatively short because I have a relatively short concentration span. But then again, I listen to your podcasts, which used to be a lot longer, but I listen to it over a few days. So it didn't matter exactly how, how long it was. Um, I also think that a lot of people use podcasts as white noise. They listen to it while they cook. They listen to it while they drive. It's not that you can sit down and listen to a podcast. It's like a radio playing in the background. So if that's, if that's how people listen to it, it actually doesn't matter how long it is. Because you, you listen to it while you do the dishes and then I'm finished with the dishes, but the podcast still playing. So I'll listen to it later on when I, when I lie in the bath. That, that type of thing. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it really matters. Yeah, I think um, you know. I think I think I need to just clarify with what I've just said. I think to really get information from people, you need to like wine and dine them a little bit. And I think after about as you as as people share and you share and you have a conversation, people be relaxed and people start opening up more. And wow. I think that uh, the longer the podcast is, the more information you can get from them. I think it's just um, if you had a production team, they could then edit the podcast. So, for yeah. example, my I did this crazy three and a half hour episode with these two guys that were in Afghanistan, and I think yeah. there's some gems that came out of that podcast. But and I don't expect anyone to listen for three and a half hours. But if I had a production team, I would edit it into smaller clips or I would edit yes. it into a compact hour. And I think then it's that perfect thing where you spoke to someone for three and a half hours, but you've just taken all the main parts that yeah. you think, but I can't do that as a, exactly. a one-man yeah. show on a podcast that doesn't generate it. So yeah. I think it's a, a, a little bit like the, having a the, team. I do think it changes a lot if you have a support team behind you. Yeah, and if you've got money behind you, because then you can get the support team and you can, you can get the marketing and those type of things. So that's why I don't stress about that that type of stuff, is I'm not a Russell Brand. And frankly, I don't want to be Russell Brand. So I'm not going to measure my podcast against his. It's just not going to work. I don't measure my podcast against anybody's. And one thing I accept about Meet Me in the Field is it's a very focused podcast. It's spirituality. And it's something that a lot of people don't understand. My sister often asks, often asks me, kind of, why do you have this person on your podcast? I don't, I don't see their spirituality, because she's got a specific, <laughs> she's got a specific view of what spirituality is. Mm. Of that person is Christian, but listen to how they swear. 
why can't a Christian fucking swear? There's <laughs> <And, laughs> no in the Bible that, that, that says you can't say fuck as far as I know. You, you understand what I mean? So I, I realize that I, that I cater for a, for a limited market, and that's okay. If you had to choose something that you've learned from talking to 150 people, 140 people, what have you learned from your podcast? Oh, well, that each person is a wonderful, unique human being with their stories. And I, I, would, I would love the world to, to become a place where we can all get quiet and listen to other people's stories because we all have a story to tell. Awesome. And that excites me. That's why I get back week after week to bring another story because I, I get excited by it. But Merva, this was bloody awesome. How delicate to talk about me for talk about me again. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite topic. <laughs> Thank you for creating this space for me. And hopefully soon we can we can talk about the stats of orangutans in the field, which I'll start loading onto Anchor hopefully this week. Awesome. Thank you so much, Fred. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Have a lekker weekend. Hey, look after yourself. See ya. Bye. As always, I love the time Madra and I spent together. I enjoy how we can literally just hang around and shoot the breeze, which was not possible here because of, firstly, the time limit I put on the recording, and secondly, because I had an appointment with my personal trainer, Brad, of Pocket PT. Please check him out on Twitter and Instagram. I cannot recommend him enough. I wish we had more time to chat. I know Marva had more questions, but things are what they are. I enjoyed being interviewed and hope you got something out of this, especially if you are considering starting your own podcast. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or on Twitter at at Freddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.